0: everybody hey everyone i'm stephanie and i'm sarah and, and this, this is Dead, is Dead Time, Time
1: stories. Stories. a weekly podcast where sarah and i talk about ghost stories true crime mysteries cults conspiracies the supernatural paranormal or even just the generally weird eerie spooky strange stuff that we want to talk about that week why is that sarah
0: because it's our show and not yours I love doing
1: like air horn noise.
0: Oh no, oh hold on, hold on. I had to download this app on my phone for the show that I'm directing, The Reader's Theater. I didn't even look to mm-hmm. see if it had the sound effect for an air horn. Oh, does oh, it have other God. sound effects? Yeah, it's got stu- it's got really stupid ones like um. Shut up. It just said shut up, that's all. I was gonna say, did I just say shut up? Yeah. <laughs> That's That's weird. It just said, it just sung to me that I was an idiot. You're an idiot.
1: And then laughed at you. It did. Um, While Sarah looks looks for an air horn, if this is your first time listening to the show, stop right now. I know we're in a weird place. Please stop. Stop. This is your first episode? Stop. And now you're like, wait, but then what do I do? You just told me to stop. Okay, so wait for me to finish telling you what to do and then stop. But if this is your first time listening, you should stop and you should go back and listen from the beginning and you will thank us. Everybody does. Nobody's like, "I did that, like you told me to, and I regret it." Or if so they did, right they now. just don't tell us. They just don't tell us, and they don't get to the end. And that's they're like, okay. "Fuck this show. Never mind. Stop listening right now and go back to the beginning." And welcome back.
0: Welcome back. We're still trying to find an air horn. I don't think they have it. They literally they have just, the yeah, they just don't weirdest have it. things. But there's like, no air horn. I'm singing
1: at you about being an idiot, but there's no air horn. What is the priority of these people? I don't understand. I don't understand.
0: Anyways, I, we'll just keep I don't understand the question and then we will respond to it. Doing it with the instrument that God gave us, our mouths. Ba 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 Our mouth holes. Yeah. ear. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going back to the fetish 5?
1: <laughs> There was one I thought of recently where I was like, have I ever
0: talked about that? And now I can't remember what it was. Oh, well, way to tease the people. They have been asking. I know. I'm trying, y'all. You hear me? I'm
1: like, I don't even, I feel like I've talked about all of them. I mean, there's no way I've talked about all of them, but I don't know. I don't have a, like a list. Uh, Christina, do you want to (laughs) compile (laughs) a Dead Time Stories wiki that's what we were discussing before the podcast. That's what we're really in need of. If somebody wants to just build the Dead Time Stories wiki.
0: Oh, yeah. And I don't Who mean a Wikipedia to do page. Work? I mean
1: our own, like, searchable wiki that tells you everything about
0: each episode. That would just be a lot of, I feel like, random gibberish with some stories mixed in. But it's like, this week, they talked about... How Sarah had to poop at the Dairy Queen because the bathroom in her parents' RV couldn't handle it.
1: And then Dairy Queen is a highlighted link and you click it and then it tells you all the episodes that Dairy Queen has been mentioned.
0: You know what? I think that that's a lot, but it's probably not as many as I think. We have to hire somebody who isn't a friend of ours because I
1: bet after building our wiki they would be like i'm so tired I of fucking hearing with people. you
0: i don't want <laughs> i don't want to talk to you i don't want to be your friend be your friend i don't want to hear your voice don't look at I me i don't want to fucking know don't you. talk to me don't think of me my pronouns aren't Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think that's really funny i love that don't perceive i don't want to be perceived i want to be perceived as a threat <laughs>
0: That's what Charlie and I call a group of white men. Three or more white men together is a threat. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And yeah, it helps from where we'll be like sitting at the brewery and we'll see just like a gaggle of like white college kids or white young 20-somethings walking up and we're like, that's a threat that's a threat that's a Threat right there <laughs> no, no. tell me if it's Ooh. not true though tell me it's not true i mean i support this i urge everyone to make that a regular um let's go viral vocabulary <laughs> vocabulary term three or more white men grouped together it. is a threat that's a threat i appreciate that there was your that thank <laughs> you for coming to my ted talk Bedtime Stories has been hosted by Sarah Hedens
1: and <laughs> Stephanie Seacrest.
0: Every episode we threaten to just end it early.
1: Why are we like this? And that's right. And then I just start doing the spiel. That's that's me at the end telling you that we host the show. And everyone says we know because you did this bullshit last week.
0: Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop.
1: <laughs> that's our closing music.
0: Well, hey, Stephanie. Hey, Sarah. Y'all, Y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about, about some, some guests? guests?
1: For a split second, I was like, Oh, are you about to tell me something? I was like, I don't even like... see. in then I was like, Are you on board? Do you know what's happening? Well, when you look at me like that, right? I'm like, I think this is where it's going. I don't know. It's a mystery. Here we are. Sarah, you're going first,
0: right? I am. And guess what? Tell me. I'm talking about some ghosts. Yes, Yay! bitch. I love it. We got ghosts this week. So this week. We do got ghosts. I, it's an infestation. I got to call somebody because we got ghosts. Are we syphilitic with ghosts? Oh, Lord knows. They know. The ghosts know because they did it to us. They gave us the STD. Anyways, this is going to spiral. I'm talking about Prospect. Spiral? I'm going to see that tomorrow. with Christina. I am surprised it took right, us please, six minutes to get into ahead. the show before you mentioned it. I thought maybe... I was like, I'm going to power through, we'll see. Because I
1: already talked about it before we started recording, but they, the listeners weren't a part of that. They weren't. Very big news. If you, if you listen to I Seen It and you're following the series of me talking about the Saw movies, tomorrow I'm going to, well, I will have already have sought it by the time that you get this episode, but tomorrow me and Christina are going to go see Spiral, the newest Saw movie starring Chris Rock in IMAX and I'm really fucking excited. She's so excited. I'm so excited. Look at what this show has Sarah. done to her. Look at what Corona has done to me. I'm not mad about I'm it. I, it's not a
0: bad thing. I'm so excited. Enjoy the guys. things you, don't you don't enjoy. Understand. It's a soft thing. Chris Rock would be like, I'm so glad this is why I made this movie is for people to get excited and enjoy it.
1: For people like you. There you go. And I'll be like, like the Chris Rock? And he'd be like, well, not you specifically, because I don't know you. But like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he might fake it. He might be like, yeah, you. Like, yeah. People just like, that's actually a really good (laughs) Chris Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you.
1: (laughs) I have more to say on this topic, but it's time for you to get into telling us about a ghost. Let's
0: talk about the ghosts, not Chris Rock. We're talking about Prospect Place in Trinway, Ohio. Prospect Place—it's a 29-room mansion built by George Willison Adams, known as G.W. Not to be confused with George W. This is the first G.W. <laughs> it's a, a different G.W. Different G.W. Honestly, better G.W. We we like this G.W. Uh, the home was different G.W. Who dis? <laughs> uh the home was built in 1856 uh unfortunately when they built the first home before they were able to move into it someone came and just burned it to the ground and so they were like shit well i guess gather that up we'll build a barn out of what's left and we'll just have to build another house and so they built another house that's the 29 room mansion built on I think it's like right next to the property where the original one burned and then they built a barn in its place anytime I hear a story where people are like here's this big historic house but the first one had this catastrophe happen to it and now we had to build another one it makes me think of Monty Python and the Holy Grail where he's like I built that castle in the swamp and then it fell into the swamp so I built another one on the swamp and that also fell into the swamp so I built a third castle on the swamp that one burned and then fell over into the swamp. But now! Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to burn burned and then, then fell into, into the swamp.
1: swamp. So that's how I feel that about- That one burned and then fell into the swamp. But this but one. But
0: this one. Uh, so Prospect Place originally burned and then that's fell a into good the Michael swamp. Michael Palin,
1: too, by the way. What? I said that's a good Michael Palin, too. I
0: have seen that movie so many times. I can quote because so I also much of it. in
1: that hurt a little bit of don't stand there gawking.
0: Don't stand. Uh, you there never see that in God before.
1: <laughs> oh, I love Monty it Python. so. All if of- you are t- if you're a baby, I love Monty Python. if you're a gen Z-er,
0: Oh yeah, that you're
1: not even familiar with Monty Python, but look it. It's up. on
0: Netflix. Watch it. It's hilarious. Perfect comedy. Monty Python's Flying Circus is the sketch show, and then they made movies. <sighs> So good. Okay, back to Prospect Place. Classic comedy. Let's go. First one burned, then fell into the swamp. So they then fell into the swamp. Turned it into. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew there were swamps in Ohio? I didn't, but you learn something every day. Uh, they you took <laughs> what was left of it, and they did create the barn, and then they built the other home, and that one stood up. Little bit about GW. So G.W. was born in Virginia in 1799 on a large plantation. Right? Gotcha. When G.W.'s grandpa died, G.W.'s dad was like, fuck, yes, sick, great. He freed all the slaves and he sold the plantation and moved his family north. Dope. Number one, we love this family they're just the best. He was like, "Thank God dad is gone. You guys are free. Go live your lives. We're selling this place." This is
1: what Yeah, I was like, this is what every white person
0: likes to believe that they would have done oh, yeah. during that time. <laughs> but this white person did. did it. And and then some. So that's where I'm just like these are good. These are woke white people in the early 1800s. Even for their time, especially for their time. Super woke super woke good for them we love them so his dad um sold the plantation and moved the family to ohio which was a free state so then gw grew up he built prospect place and the barn and he used the house and the barn as a stop on the underground railroad And it is recognized historically by the commissions, everyone, that it was confirmed a spot on the Underground Railroad. So him and his brother would... What they would do is they had these basement... They had, like, separate rooms in the basement of the house. And on the top of the house, there's, like, a lookout, an enclosed lookout. I think it's called a cupola. I might be wrong. But that thing on top... When it was safe for uh, freeing slaves to come in and seek shelter there, they would turn a a lamp on in that top area. If there were bounty hunters around or it wasn't safe for people to stop, the lamp would be off. When the lamp would be on and people would come in, they'd sneak in and go into the basement. And then the conductor, is what they called them in the basement, would knock on the ceiling of the basement and that was directly below GW's bedroom. So then when he felt the knock on the floor, he knew he had people in the basement that he had to go tend to. and I think they would also move them to the barn. Um, but they it was a complete safe haven for people on the underground Railroad. Him and his brother, GW and his brother even went so far as smuggling slaves out of the South on flat boats when they would do business trips to like New Orleans and other places. So they would go down, do a business trip, also grab a few people, put them in the boat, and bring them up to a free state. They were just nice. They were just really good people. They're just, you know. I'm like, I just love I They're just doing what they can. I learned about this story. Yeah, and I'm like, they're doing what they can to help out. So the big legend around Prospect Place is that one day a bounty hummer bounty hummer. So this Hummer showed up, and they were like, what the fuck? And they're like, what fucking year is this? What (laughs) is this? And the Hummer was like, I know you got slaves in there. And they were like, this thing can talk? (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Um, No, it's a bounty hunter. A bounty hunter showed up at the door, and he was like, hey, GW, I know you got some slaves in there. Can I have them? Let me have them. And so while he's confronting GW at the front door, GW's ranch hands and his workers start to come up and surround the bounty hunter. There's two ways that this went down that I've heard via legend, right? So what we know historically is that there was a confrontation with a bounty hunter. Past that point, we have no records, nothing to support this story other than it being passed down through. Word. One version says, bounty hunter's at the door, GW's like, slaves? What does that even mean? I don't know that word. And the the bounty hunter's like, I know they're in there, let me have them. And the ranch hands come up, is there a problem here? And uh, they ultimately jump the bounty hunter, drag him out to the barn, and hang him. The other version... That's version number one. ...says that the ranch hands came up. Is there a problem here? And the bounty hunter was like, no, I'm good, peace. And he left. Well, the ranch hands said, mm, I don't think so. And they tracked him down, grabbed him, like at nighttime, this is later, brought him back to the barn... And held a makeshift trial where they ultimately found him guilty and hung That's him. hanged him. So either- Which one do you think happened? But what if it happened like this? But what if- One plus two plus one plus two. Communism is just a red herring. Oh my God, love it. If you get that, we're not going to give you a clue. I don't know. All right. I'm back to this story. I hate you. am back to this story. So no matter what happened, ultimately, Boba Fett was hung in the barn. Right? Because <laughs> he's the bounty <laughs> he's hunter. he's the bounty hunter. Uh, and, <laughs> and then they – I was really proud of that, by the way, when I wrote it in my notes. I was like, oh, Boba Fett. Duh. Confederate clutch. racist Boba That's Fett. That's a clutch reference. <laughs> This is some of my best work. Boba Fett was hung in the barn, and then they say that they buried him somewhere on the property. And that, of course, his old racist ass hasn't left. So he's still haunting the barn, and he's pissed. And he's looking for slaves. He's looking for slaves. He's looking for someone to fuck with, because he is not happy. So the accounts of what happens with the racist old ghost in the barn is that he will, people have said that he's yelled at them. People will say that, of course, you hear bumps, knocks, footsteps. But one big story is that a woman was there with her daughter investigating, and she claims that his spirit does not like flash photography, because I guess he's like Frankenstein or something, and he can't handle the lights. (sighs) Yeah, he's a monster, so, you know, maybe. (laughs) And she was taking a whole bunch of pictures with her camera with the flash on, and then she sat down on a bench in the barn and was looking through the camera or looking through the pictures on the camera, and then she felt something really hot on her back, and she got up and she turned around. And it was Jason Momoa, and she was like, "Oh my God, <laughs> let me get She's a picture." Like, oh, oh so hot, <laughs> so hot. And then she left, and it was happily ever after. There you go. <laughs> Jason Momoa had, And she became Lisa Bonet, and that was the end of the story. And uh, Lisa Bonet was there with Sage, and she was like, this house is clean. And <laughs> I don't know why I tried to make her like the lady from Poltergeist, and I did a bad job of it. <laughs> no, she got up, and she had, and her- I think her daughter who was with her took pictures of it, but she had scratches, like distinct claw marks on her lower back. So he likes to scratch bitches.
1: He's a freak. He's a
0: racist ass old bounty hunter monster ghost. And he got everything he deserved. And I just really hope that they did carry out a mock trial for him and just be like, haha, jokes on you guilty, bitch. Hang him. (laughs) So the barn is a space that has a lot of activity. Now let's move into the big old 29-room house. So, of course, the bounty hunter is not the only death that has happened on this property. Unfortunately, due to it being a stop on the Underground Railroad, that meant that there were situations where people showed up and they were wounded. They were hurt. They were sick. And it's known that a few people did lose their lives in the basement of the house from whatever they were inflicted with when they showed up. The basement of the home is said to have a lot of activity, your usual thumps, bumps, footsteps, scratching sounds. But also in the basement, people have reported seeing a full body apparition of an African-American woman with a head wound she's been seen down there good news though i don't think she screams so dodged a bullet there
1: she doesn't scream or laugh she doesn't scream or laugh at you you i think she just stands there
0: which is enough it's enough (laughs) which is is enough it's enough i would just be like i'm so sorry any ghost activity is enough it's enough this is enough you're doing i'd be like you're doing enough honey you can go (laughs) they also say that if you're in there in the dark you can catch glimpses of lights sort of going back and forth across doorways through the hall um, which i just assume to be some sort of a residual energy Um, most of the activity that does happen here seems to be a residual haunting and not necessarily an intelligent one other than the jackass in the barn and one other ghost everything else that happens here seems to be residual and not intelligent that means that it's a haunting that's happening whether you're interacting with it or not it's gonna do its thing and then an intelligent haunting means that it's interacting with you it is aware of your presence it is an intelligent haunting so the basement's full of just sad spirits from the past The other death that is talked of is once again a legend. There's no historical documentation to support this. But legend tells of a young girl who was living in the home who was sick and it was the middle of winter. And one night when she was just delirious with fever, she got up and was wandering around and found herself out on the balcony of the second floor. And the balcony was covered in ice and she slipped and fell And died, ultimately. And so she's our other intelligent spirit that seems to still be around the house.
1: Like interacting with people. Interacting
0: with people. So she's seen mainly on the second floor and the third floor ballroom. She seems to be nice. She's not malevolent, unlike our jackass in the barn. She typically, they say that they just see a little girl in a white gown Running like back and forth like you'll see it out of the corner of your eye or you'll suddenly see her go through a doorway um, or like through, I guess, a hallway, like across a hallway. People also report feeling an extreme heaviness on their chest and some people even report feeling nausea just overcome them as soon as they step into the bedroom that they say was hers. In the third floor ballroom, that's apparently where she like plays and they say that they they keep like balls and toys up in the ballroom for her to play with. and you just hear your typical like oh, little kid laughing, which is creepy, but it doesn't seem to be a malicious laughing. It's just like a ha ha ha, ha my toy <laughs> I'm a ghost, like laughing and then footsteps. Um, people report hearing scratches, like, on the wall and on the glass, which is really creepy. And basically, she's just, like, runs around, laughs, and, like, fucks with shit in the third floor ballroom. She's not really a big problem. She's very nice. I would rather spend time with her than, like, in the barn with our buddy. Um, so yeah. In the barn with our buddy. buddy. So that's the tale of Prospect Place in Ohio. Both multiple ghost hunting TV shows have done investigations there. They catch things like little EVPs. Um, I watched my first episode of Ghost Brothers when they investigated Prospect Place. And I gotta say, Ghost Brothers is fantastic. It's (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It is ghost adventures, but more fun because they're kind of having more fun. They're not as um, they're not as like strict into the science and like showing all the new gadgets. It's a lot of them going around and being like, oh, oh, okay, all right, what is that? And like going in and instead of being like, I've oh, gotta get I watched this episode and I don't think they did they pulled out an EMF detector once in this investigation they i don't think they did an evp session once they're just really walking around videoing seeing what happens it was fantastic and so much fun and i'm glad i watched the ghost brothers episode and not the ghost adventures episode because i feel like i had more fun it was also kind of fun to watch three African American dudes go to a spot that was on the Underground Railroad and then go into the barn and try to provoke the bounty hunter. They were being <laughs> real mean to him too. They were like, he's just being like, he's just being a little punk. If you're a real man, you're come up here and do something. Are you a real man? You're not a real man. And uh um, when
1: people provoke ghosts
0: too. You're like, oh my god! And it was funny because they had two. So it's a three man team, and two of them were up in the rafters, obviously where he was like hung and dropped down from. And then the third one was on the bottom floor, and the two that were on the top were provoking and being like, you know, come at me. And the friend that was on the bottom floor was looking at his camera, and he was like, see, they like to provoke these ghosts. I'm not, mm-mm, no, not doing it. Not going to do it. And then one of them said when they were up on the second floor he was like oh I feel like I just got pushed he was like I swear I just got pushed and his friend on the first floor was like well you're provoking him I would have pushed you too I would have slapped you I would have punched you <laughs> you're talking shit to that ghost <laughs> so it's a lot of fun if you're into those shows uh, Ghost Brothers is on Discovery Plus as well and they are they are a fun time because their Top-notch. commentary is just great Their chemistry, they're like, their story is that they were three friends from childhood who each had paranormal experiences when they were kids. And now that they're older and they feel like stronger, they feel like they can go out and try to investigate the spirits now together. And they mention even when they're driving in, they see the place and they're like, shit, that's 29 bedrooms. That's a huge property. One of them said, well, we're going to have to split up. And the other one was like, I'm sorry, split? Up? No, 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 no. We're not splitting up. We're doing this together. So they're cute because they're still getting really spooked. And they're like, I feel like it would be similar to us investigating a place where we would try to be really, like, scientific and and professional. But ultimately, we would be like, oh, my God, did you hear that? And just goofy. (laughs) So. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. There you go. Take that.
1: Whoever needs to. I don't know. I was
0: trying to think of one of the good Maria Athens quotes. But, because the way I said it's my What's story, your, and I'm um, sticking Emmy to it. award-winning journalism. This is my award-winning journalism. You're going to go to prison. I'm going to get an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? I can't believe I loved you. That was it. That's the one. I can't it believe still delivered I loved so
1: professionally. You. I can't believe I was
0: such a good person. I thought I, thought I loved you. you. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I kind of wish I had never seen what she looked like. Because in my Aww. head, I think I imagined something else. Mm. I do that so with then people when I sent the... you,
1: yeah the, like the things so you could see what she yeah you so saw what she looked like anyways yeah it doesn't in that video too she's crazy so crazy eyes crazy eyes you heard it, you here, heard first. it here
0: first <laughs> this will go national <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> oh anyways man. that was last week okay. what are we talking about this week Stephanie. First of all, your story was not
1: short, which that's fine. I know. Could we. like, that was also like a medium length story. We joked around a lot. We got off track a a few times. Okay. I hope you'll joke around about what I'm talking about today. Because I'm going to ask you if you've heard about this. And just like last week, you'll be like, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'll lie.
1: Sarah, did you know that Texas. No.
0: (laughs) No. Oh my God! No what? Oh my God! What? No. Um,
1: did you know that Texas has its very own headless horseman legend? No. Did no, you? I don't.
0: No. <laughs> now I don't believe you. Oh my God. Where is it? Where's the headless horseman at in Texas? Where's the hell? <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm just going to turn this off right now. I'm going to turn this car around. I mean, he's in South you Texas. South Texas? South Texas. Yeah. yeah cause... No, I haven't heard of this. <laughs> okay. Well... So is he in Mexico, South Texas? Or like, because... See, you're that's a great question there. because he's from the mid-1800s when that
1: area was still very much in dispute over what was America and what was Texas. So that's super clutch. Got it. Okay so (laughs) headless horseman in texas what happened who is he where did he come from what's going on there celebrities what do they know do they know stuff let's find out let's find out (laughs) so (laughs) the story goes that it was um, everybody in this story except for one guy just has first names by the way but a lot that's of fine. a lot of this like the guy who has a whole name, a lot of the stuff is like based in fact. There are a lot of real people in the story as far as like the events of what happened and the ghosts like, you know, that's questionable. But mm-hmm. here's what's up. So at the time, like I said, that part of Texas was still very much in dispute and there is this area of like no man's land where it was where it's really dangerous and dry and hard to live. And that area was very, like, contested. Uh, So a lot of shit went down in that area. And most of the people who guarded that area were the Texas Rangers. And the Texas Rangers themselves at that time, specifically, like, they were also real fucked up. Now, mind you, like, the West was, like, super lawless and they were the law. So to fight off, like, really horrible criminals, the people who were enforcing those laws were also really horrible. So that's an important feature of our story. So it's the mid 1800s and there is a Mexican horseman by the name of Vidal and Vidal was a very successful rustler. So a rustler is somebody who I'm sure you know, but a rustler is somebody mm-hmm. who like steals livestock. Um specifically like horses or cows. They come in the middle of the night and they take a lot of your livestock and like get away with them. And he was super successful at it. But that means he was also notorious and the and the Texas Rangers like were looking out for him. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. he was like number one on their shit list. And uh, he made the mistake one night of taking the horses of a man named Creed Taylor, and Creed Taylor was himself a Texas ranger. uh-oh, oh, so that was not gonna stand, uh-oh. So as a result, they were on the hunt specifically for Vidal, and they had their eyes on him. And Taylor brought in other Texas rangers to help him hunt down the man who stole his livestock, because he was like, this is not going to happen. And that area in particular, like we mentioned, was very dangerous. Um, So even trying to catch them or trying to move the livestock through that area, like everybody had very high stakes with very low prospects for survival so these men after you know like i said they were kind of lawless so after their weeks and to months of searching for vidal like they were gonna get him and they were gonna be fucking brutal about how they oh my god yeah they are gonna
0: murder the fuck out of him
1: yes so the next person that they got to join was another person who had been a victim of horse wrestling not by vidal but so he was like extra bought in uh which was another mm-hmm. ranger who this is a real person uh they called him W A A Wallace but he's William Alexander Anderson Wallace better known as Bigfoot. I don't know why they called him Bigfoot, but he was a like I don't know why they called him
0: Bigfoot. He had average sized he <laughs> was a very average footed person. Just average all around. I think he made up that name for himself. He made
1: up, He started calling himself that, and everybody was like, you can't call yourself that. And he was like, well, I already
0: did. I go by Bigfoot now. I go by Bigfoot. My friends call me Bigfoot. And they're like, well, good <laughs> thing we're not your friend, William. So, Vidal had
1: done a really smart move of using, uh, like, coinciding Fake Comanche mustaches. Raid as a big mustache. <laughs> As a, as a decoy, so most of the local ranch defenders left their own ranches because they were fighting, I say the Comanche threat, but, like, let's be real, like, they were pushing the indigenous people off of their own land. Um, yeah. But <laughs> he used the timing of that to, like, evade capture for a long time and just steal more livestock. So they were like, by the time we catch him and we are real close to catching him, we are going to fuck Him up. That was the plan. Fuck him up.
0: (laughs) Kill him. Grab your pitchforks. Let's go. So eventually. That's what they were saying. Yes. The Rangers found the
1: hideout of Vidal and his henchmen and they took them in their sleep. So while the bandits were in their hideout in the middle of the night after they'd gone to sleep, the Rangers raided their camp. And they killed all three of the bandits, specifically Vidal, the leader of the group. They beheaded him. Ooh! Did and they behead to, him while he was alive or after
0: they killed him?
1: After they killed him. Okay. But in order to make an example of him, they put him decapitated on his horse and they propped him up to look like he was just riding it and put his head like on the horse with him like tied to him and just sent the horse off to ride around with his dead body on it. Oh, that poor horse. That's yes. not fair to the horse. Right, and a lot of people like that poor horse. But for a long time, like the horse any t- of course the horse would approach anyone and people would be like horrified and they wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything to help it. Cuz they were just like, "Oh my god, it's a headless horseman," which is really What happened horrible. to the horse? Ultimately, they, legend has it he's
0: still wandering with the decap, the decomposing body on him to
1: this day. <laughs> so lots of people saw the headless horseman and they were really freaked out by it. But it is said that the horse was eventually captured, along with the doll's horribly wounded and sun ravaged body.
0: Oh God, it's got to smell so bad.
1: He was very unceremoniously buried. But alleged uh-huh. sightings continued. And part of me was like, oh, my God, was there more than one person that they did this to? Like, what if they did this to <gasps> multiple people? And people thought, like, it's the Headless Horseman, but it was, like, several people that the Texas Rangers just decapitated and put on their horses to, like, no, scare no, other people. No, it was people. just the
0: Headless Horseman convention. <laughs> they were just all meeting. They just, you happen to see them because they're all headed to the same place. They're coming through town on their way to the yeah, convention. Yeah, exactly. They were like, excuse, they were just asking for directions. And everyone was like, oh, ah! so like, I just while, need to know how to get to Like I said, five. eventually
1: the horse was captured and they did bury him. But the sightings of the headless horseman continued. That's why I was like, was it one or was there just other headless horsemen? Ooh.
0: In one notable
1: 1917 encounter, a couple on their way to San Diego stated that a headless horseman had passed them on its steed crying out which i'm like anytime i hear about a headless body talking right i'm always like what um it's mine it's all mine
0: which i'm like all the like livestock what did it did it cry from its head in its lap or did it cry from its open neck hole i don't know
1: um is there any truth to the tale the major players were all real people um and Mm -hmm. there are records of these people existing especially those texas rangers and like i said it is known that the texas rangers were particularly brutal during this time period um Mm -hmm. because they were out in the west and they were like there's nobody in charge but us right and you know how that goes when you just put white men in charge
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah no we're still living it it's we're still going living that. poorly
1: guys it's
0: going very poorly
1: um however the at the time even the rangers did publicly claim responsibility for the killing like, they were like hell
0: yeah that was like, us yeah, we did that
1: mm-hmm. and like i said as a way to like warn, like this is what you get if we catch mm-hmm. you stealing our fucking livestock, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cut your head off, and we're going to prop you up on this fucking horse, and we're going to send you out to scare everybody else who would think about stealing our fucking livestock.
0: I mean, that's something that's been done for centuries with, like, people stealing your... Like, people would hang up pirates to be like, if you fucking come here, this is what's going to happen to this you. This is what we do with pirates. This is what we do with pirates, and... um What's his name? Wasn't it Genghis Khan who would put his enemies' heads on stakes and surround his, like, fortress with them? To be like, this is what's gonna fucking happen to you. (laughs) Um, So, as to
1: whether or not those things really happened, right, there are a lot of uh, factors of the story that can be tied to real, actual people and real events. As for whether Vidal's spirit continues to ride around South Texas as El Huerto, that's what they call him, which just means, like, the dead, Mm -hmm. there's really no saying but sightings do continue to be reported and in fact the area of one supposed encounter was renamed headless horseman hill because it's an area where people saw el muerto a lot but i was you know i was under the impression for i don't know because i'm american that like the headless horseman was like that's sleepy hollow and that's where that trope comes from but there are actually a lot of cultures that have different stories about headless horsemen which I thought was really interesting um but the other big one that I found of course besides the tale of sleepy hollow was the legend of el muerto in texas but unlike the legend of sleepy hollow it has a lot of real ties to actual people and events
0: mhm that's crazy that's crazy I, think I- that's crazy. I think I could handle... I w- I'm thinking of it like a drive through safari. Like, I could drive through and try to spot the Headless Horseman, but I could stay in my car. Like, I think I could do that. I can yeah, handle that kind of a ghost encounter. Sometimes you that wonder be about enough. old ghosts,
1: and you're like, well, what would they have up against today's technology?
0: Nothing. There was an Other than the startle factor. It's startle there- factor. <laughs>
1: There's an episode of Buffy where they kept talking about how they were these people were resurrecting this demon that no weapon forged could kill him. And they just kept going on and on about how no weapon forge could kill him. And then when they decided to take him out, they took him out with a bazooka because they were like, Yeah, like when this was written, no weapon forge could kill him. What about modern weapons? And so they and He's like, Shit. <laughs> well, they pulled it out, and the vampires who were, like, around him were, like, oh, shit. And they all, like, jumped. And he's, like, what's that do? <laughs> and then they fire the bazooka. You. And he blows up into a million pieces. And then they have to gather all the pieces and keep them separate, because he'll come back together.
0: Mm,
1: That's how the vampires brought him around in general, because his body parts were all scattered, and they found all the body parts and brought them together. But now all the body parts like are, like, this a- big, because he got blown into a million bits by a bazooka. So that's a really hard jigsaw
0: puzzle to work on. So, not worth the trouble. <laughs> Y'all, there's a saw escape room in Las Vegas. Can you pay us enough money for us to take a trip to, go to, go to Las Vegas, Vegas and take the saw uh, escape room? You know what else is in Vegas? A lot of cool Zach shit. Bagan's Haunted Museum. Are you serious? That's in Vegas. I would love to go. That has the Dybbuk box. The actual Divic box is at that museum. It's got a ton of stuff. The Las Vegas is like on my bucket list. There aren't a
1: lot of like (laughs) spots in the U.S. that are on my bucket list. Most of my bucket list places are overseas, but Vegas is definitely on my bucket list.
0: Yeah, I would like to go to Vegas one day. I think I would only want to go once. Once is enough. Once is probably enough. Once is enough, ghosts. Once is enough. Once is enough. I love it. Well, those are our ghost
1: stories this week. Thank you all so much for listening. I love it. If you want to support our show, of course, you can totally do that by subscribing to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, $10, $15 tiers. All of them have amazing, wonderful rewards. And as you go up, you also, of course, get all the things that are in the bottom tiers. We also have a website, Stories, all one word with a Z, dot com, where you can buy awesome merch from us that is super cool and made by us and people that you hear on our show. (laughs) which is really great and of course we know that it's hard times and not everybody can afford to offer financial support and that is totally understandable but you can still help us out totally for free by giving us a five-star review on itunes and that gives other people the chance to find us yep
0: that's it that's it for me that's it thank y'all so much for listening we got a show to go do
1: i'm oh yeah we do yeah no we're serious we gotta go
0: (laughs) we have a show tonight go y'all i'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this has been... Mm-hmm. Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories.
1: Thank you for listening. Deadtime Stories is hosted by Sarah Hedins and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.